theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, press to ATO. Three, two, one. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back. Welcome back to our fun podcast. This is this is an interesting one, babe. I'm excited. You picked this one out. I did. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just feel like it's very um, it's very apropos for the current situation. <laughs> and I've been reading some articles about it. So oh, good. I'm excited to hear um, your, what your findings are. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. It's obviously I'm not. I haven't been doing a ton of research on it. It's just been you know light reading here and there, and won't quote any of them, but. I think that it's an interesting time that we're living in, in terms of, um, you know, jobs, yeah. careers, yeah. money, mm-hmm. all that stuff on an individual level in mm-hmm. the United States of America and around the world. And so today we're going to be talking about UBI. Is it inevitable? And UBI Uni- is universal basic income. Yes. And so we're basically, you know, every citizen registered is going to be able to get uh, basic sum of income on a monthly basis yeah. is kind of the idea. It's the theoretical idea. And it's being actually tested in other countries yeah. as well that are smaller and have a have a population that is smaller than ours where they can actually right. test case it. Well in uh from from what I understand, there is no country that is successfully implementing UBI. Yeah. Is that correct? Correct. As, as far as I know. I mean, not on, on the grand scale of everyone in the country. Mm-hmm. I think there's obviously, with UBI, the idea is that it, you everyone would get this basic sum of income, I think, up to a certain income yeah. level. Yeah. Laying for president. Yeah. Right? He, he yeah. Was a, that was a big idea behind his uh, running for presidency. It was. And I think he's running for, is it mayor? mayor of New, New York. York. Yeah. yeah. So I, he's, it's, and he's trying to get all of the citizens of New York City to get universal basic income. Yeah, exactly. So, and, the, and I think that what's interesting about this idea is, I, prior to the pandemic, there was a lot of debate about it still, but it just didn't really seem feasible. Like, why mm. would we actually do that? Because we have the the idea was, well, we have California, we have these places that in New York, mm. California, New York, Washington. There are some really expensive states to live in where. Even the the highest minimum wage of fifteen dollars isn't even that much mm. for people to be able to live. It's yeah. not enough for them to to really be able to comfortably live in a lot of the areas in those states. Mm. And so, what that's, would, that's difficult though. Once again, because comfortably live is a qualitative assessment. It really is. And if you have a lot of other, if you have dependents, like you have kids and stuff like that, that mm. changes a lot of things. As opposed to if you're just one Very person, complicated. it's a pretty complicated thing. And then to further complicate things you have different states that have different standards of living where the cost of living is actually so much lower than those places and so are you going to force obviously we we decided to not do a whole you know countrywide mandate of increasing the minimum wage because it just didn't make sense i mean if the cost of living in oklahoma for example is about five hundred dollars in rent a month for really nice for a relatively nice place yeah, that's an estimate it's a it's a rough estimate and and then but your cost of living is like three thousand dollars a month in california well fifteen dollars a month in oklahoma as the minimum wage is going to well businesses are it's going to be really expensive for businesses to pay for that and change that and obviously people would be rolling in the dough in oklahoma as opposed to in california where um you know fifteen dollars minimum wage makes more sense so everything's different but i guess the universal basic income has really come to light and i think has become more relevant to a lot of people mm-hmm. as we 
as a lot of people have had to go on furlough or they've become unemployed. Yeah. And what's really interesting. A lot of people experienced UBI. Yeah. This in 2020 than maybe even the history of all time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was from the federal government. That was like, you know, stimulus checks. And yeah. everyone was super excited about it. Yeah. Because they were either on unemployment or they were making a certain amount of income below a level that the stimulus check would help. Yeah. Even if it's a small thing. Right. And there wasn't any requirements on how you spend it too, which yeah. I think is interesting because if the one thing that some countries do have going for them that is similar to UBI is a lot of a uh, few countries, uh, northern parts of Europe, they definitely provide your basic needs. If you have any hospital medical needs and you're a resident of Finland, I'm going to confidently say that you're going to be taken care of pretty well over there. And then there's other countries where they do um, make sure that you have, you know, like there's some that are failing at it too. Like Venezuela, they might argue, oh, we have UBI, we're giving away free gasoline, but then it just screwed up their whole country. And so that's a really horrific example of what could go wrong right. by providing UBI. So is it something that all humans desire? Is it encouraging of individuals becoming lazy? Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, that's that's probably one of the main criticisms is yeah, the concern that, yeah, if you give individuals a certain sum of money each month, it's going to actually prevent them from working as much as they normally would. Right. Now, a lot of research says that that's actually usually not that true. Mm. Um, it just helps supplement things like rent mm. or food, you know, the basic things. And especially yeah. if the UBI comes with ties, like you said, like right now, the stimulus checks don't come with any ties. But if the UBI becomes more of like a similar to the welfare system where you're like food stamps, you can only spend it on certain things. Mm. If the UBI becomes like that, well, you can only spend it on rent X, Y, Z. You can't spend it on like, you know, going going shopping for clothes, yeah. you know, yeah. like here's home. a coupon for the dentist. Yeah. But in, in reality, UBI is really just to stimulate. It's also helping stimulate the economy, like the stimulus checks too. Mm. So spending is spending. And if people are spending this money back into the economy, that's kind of the, you know, the monetary policy that the United States is currently the theory that they're still using, right? right. Where they can print more money. And, and so this is the thing, like if they're printing more money and there's, an inflation happens because it's obviously our, our currency is not a deflationary currency by any means because mm. there's a lot of quantitative easing, which is just basically printing to ensure that there's enough money out there. Where is that money going to go? Well, mm. people are arguing UBI. It's a great way of actually giving it to people, mm. not just to companies, not just to for companies to actually go and hire people. Why don't we just give it to the people in their pockets mm -hmm. and let them spend it and then it will help stimulate the economy. Mm. Now, I'm not saying I'm for or against it. I just, I don't know. I, to me. You think everyone wants it? Do you want it? No, not really. Jeff Bezos thinks it's a good thing. And I understand yeah. why, because if you look towards the future, a lot of jobs are being replaced by robotics, which yes. is a great thing. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to go to McDonald's. I think I'll get the food much faster. Yeah. The exact way I want it. And, uh. Yeah, it, it would just be boom, bang, bong. Dude, got my cheeseburger perfectly. Yeah. Like, And when it comes to like packaging goods, you know, those simple type of tasks that, you know, you're kind of like automated, just like squirt the ketchup, put the beans in, whatever yeah. it is. Those are going to be automated. And therefore, what are those individuals going to be doing if that their job just got replaced by an, uh, a robot that costs, it, maybe the upfront cost is high, 
but it's going to go down and then the per day cost or per hour cost is like nothing like yeah. you can never pay i mean if you were to do that with a human it would be considered slavery right you know? exactly well a couple things with that in the united states of america i think one big thing that's different is that we don't have universal health care like you have to pay for it no matter what and you're actually better off um, like we're, we don't have it in the way that, you know, the UK has NHS, right? right? Where basically you grow up, you have healthcare, you go to the doctors, it's all good. It's covered. That's part of you being a citizen here. One of the benefits. We experienced it a little bit in Nicaragua, which was kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, of all the places in the world. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's, that's one thing. So I think that that is something that I don't know how we're going to get to that, but I understand how UBI can supplement healthcare, for example. Yeah, so right? that's probably an initial step to get there. Right, without right. having to work for someone like a corporation, which is how our insurance is set up now. Is yeah. that The best type of insurance that one could get is if they were working for a larger company mm-hmm. that has bought in bulk from an insurance policy, right, right? Mm. standpoint. And so with Jeff Bezos, one of the reasons why he's probably very much for it is, yes, there are, like, Probably within, we haven't really reached it yet, but definitely within the next 10 years or so, a lot of things are going to become automated and they're Mm -hmm. going to no longer need humans. So what's going to happen, and especially at the lower income level, um, they're going to have to figure out, it's not like a job vocation where you're like running on a line. You're, you're not just like, you know, putting things together, like, you know, a factory, um, things are in the factory are going to definitely get automated. So people are going to have to think, okay, and this happens every generation Mm. jobs change yeah they get different right and and that's just kind of part of it but i think that one of the really interesting things now after Mm. the pandemic Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. is because that was the argument before the pandemic was like people are going to lose their jobs what are we going to do yeah you know are they going to go on welfare are they going to go on unemployment what 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 are we going to do like kind of seeing this impeding crisis which is still kind of far off, but they have to yeah. figure it out Crisis earlier. Crisis is a strong term, but I know what you mean. Yeah, earlier the better to figure it out. Now the pandemic happened. People lost a lot. A lot of people lost their jobs. Empl- unemployment is really high. Um, people filing to create their own business is actually pretty high right now, also, which is very interesting. Mm. And I just read an article that in the month of April, more people quit their jobs. It wasn't mm. they got fired. They quit their jobs, and companies right now, at least in the United States, are having a really hard time filling those positions. Mm. And why? I mean, why is it? And there are a lot of different things. So why are they quitting their jobs? Well, it might be burnout. There's a lot of different reasons why it could be burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, they also maybe have worked remotely and now they have to go back and they don't want to do that. Yeah, they got a taste of the yeah. pleasure of working from home. Exactly. And they also probably yeah have had a moment to be able to kind of reflect on life and mm. what kind of a lifestyle do they want. And they realize it's like a long were, vacation, but... Yeah, I think that this, like the lockdown changed a lot of people's minds and makes you think internally about oneself. Well, and especially when, um, with unemployment and the stimulus checks, there were so many people who realized I can make more money doing that and not working than I could working. Mm. Why would I work right now? And to me, that is shifting a little bit now, but at the time, well, and that, that kind of, but I Mm. think that companies are also in a position where they don't necessarily want to throw they're not in a position where they're going to spend a ton of money on hiring people. They just want to hire people at the same rate, but they can't, Mm. people won't, won't want to work at that rate. And so there's this kind of catch 22 where the businesses, they need more people to work Mm. and yet they don't necessarily want to put they don't want to increase the salary because once you do that, hmm. you can't go back. But at the same hmm. time, and so that's where I think a lot of businesses like Amazon and Jeff Bezos 
are really for the federal government supplementing that. Okay. Right. And so yeah. in a weird way, but that kind of messes up the whole structure, I think of like, well, okay. So the federal government is actually helping everyone mm. and they're actually supplementing in a weird way, the, uh, amount of money that the company should probably be paying people if they really value them. Right. Well, didn't your explanation kind of support the idea that universal basic income can lead to individuals becoming more lazy if they're if they're got a taste of not having to work and they got the money coming in and then they get their job back and they choose not to or people are choosing to quit maybe it's you know it could be um they got a taste of it, it could also be that they've revalued or reevaluated their own personal value and contribution towards the company yeah. and feel like it's they're getting paid less than what they should be getting because they were getting paid a good amount when they were doing nothing. Yeah. Do you think that is essentially like showing the negative effect of universal basic income because people are now like, you know what, I don't need to work that hard. Like, why should I? Or, you know, like the laziness seems to be seeping a little bit out of that explanation. Yeah. And I, and it does. I think so. I don't think that it was, I think it was a concern before, but I think in the pandemic times it, it caught everyone by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we're seeing this effect happen even one year later. Right. right and yeah. these people who are quitting are white collar jobs. They're right, not yeah. blue collar, like minimum wage jobs. These are yeah. like pretty decent jobs. Like you're paying your mortgage and all that stuff right. just fine yeah. on a monthly basis. You may or may not get universal basic income. Right. So the truth is, is th- they're quitting for ve- like lots of different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're quitting and not working. Yeah. They might be quitting and doing something else now, mm-hmm. but yeah, for now they're unemployed and unemployment is not very fun. You know, the whole process of it, as I've heard is really kind of a nightmare in general. And I don't think mm. that, you know, the, um, I, I, I think what research has shown is that people at a certain level, when they get the UBI, it doesn't make them lazier. It actually just makes them feel more comfortable mm. and it does. So it allows them to ha- enjoy their life a little bit more. So stress kind of gets, gets reduced. so complicated because then it's like, well, how much yeah. do they need? And what are those, um, what, what are they going to be spending that money on? You know, cause there's going to be people, whether you want to consider them bad actors that are going to go and say, Hey, now I got this money. Now I can go buy those Nike shoes that I've always wanted that are like that were out of my price range. Now I can go and afford to buy them. Yeah. And it's like a false thought. I wouldn't say that those are bad actors, but you're right. I would say that there's also an argument to be made. Okay. Thanks for the $1,200. Cause you don't doesn't regardless of what your income is. That's what you got was like for two people, right? was $1,200. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, there's an argument to be made where what if you would have just put that people were putting it into stocks, people were putting yeah. it into, but those are like actual assets. I'm saying like, what if they now are putting them into liabilities where yeah. you're not actually getting return? And I do think like you include assets of investment right there with, I need to make sure I got food on my table. I need to make sure I have shelter, yeah. but then, you know, like, do I need an extra bedroom? Do I need to get the bigger house? Should I go get a nicer car? You know, that's when it well, becomes. Well, I know, but that, no, that's, that's the whole point mm. is that they want people to spend it on whatever they want to spend it on. As long as they're in, in they're stimulating the economy by their purchases. They don't mm. care. Like they don't care. They're not saying you have to, it's not welfare. You, you don't have to, you spend this only on food or rent. Hmm. I could see that maybe being a stipulation in the future. If that's 
what it's really supposed to be for. Mm. I don't know how uh, unemployment works, if they track like what you spend your unemployment money on. But with UBI, you can eventually have stipulations like you can't put this in the stock market. That's yeah. too risk. That's like speculative. Yeah. So yeah. any speculative investment that you're making, this can't be put in there. I don't know or, how they Or would. you have to spend it too is one thing. Yeah, or there's know? a time limit. You have to yeah. spend it within two months. Yeah. And they could actually do that. Yeah, and there's it, a lot of ways they can manage this. Uh, yeah. Let's take it personal and then we can see how much we fit into perhaps the average. What would you do if you got a two? Uh, what do you want to do? 1000 or 2000 Uh, I think it would probably be... I think 1200 was a pretty rough. Okay, like, let's go with 1200 yeah. You're getting $1,200 a month to do nothing. What would your life look like? Mm. How would it, would it be different from what it is now? Would it be the exact same? Would, you know, wh- what would you do? I think it would be the exact same personally. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. It would just be more money to invest. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what about you though? Well, if I had that money, so I like to think that with that money, you get your basic needs taken care of. And then with now, now you have like, use that money to get buy more time. So mm. you can have now time to work on projects for yourself. So I always go to like the entrepreneurial thing, you know, like if I just had money coming in, then I have the freedom to work on projects that may be more long-term yeah. that you're not going to get the immediate uh, return on investment, but it is also now, now you can, you know, swing a little bit uh, more often for those pitches and more times you get to swing the increase in likelihood you get a home run ideally. And so I would like to think that uh, I would be able to pursue more entrepreneurial endeavors Mm. that maybe I don't want to necessarily say they're more risky, but I do want to, but I am willing to admit that they're uh, entrepreneurial endeavors that may be heavy on time and may not provide an immediate return because they're um, they're definitely swing for the fence type ideas. Yeah, like long-term kind yeah, of Yeah, longer things. term, yeah. like building something of mass that's, that's, that's got a lot of potential. Yeah, that's true. And I think, well, that's a lot of what the research says too, is it basically universal income what it can do and it i think it really has to do there a lot of research needs to be more done needs to be done on this but i think that what it does is it kind of just gets everyone a step up Hmm. and depending on your work ethic and what you want to do that has a lot to do with it. okay there you go depending on your work ethic so like to us we we wouldn't change the amount of work we would do at all it would it would be the exact same amount of work because we're already working to our maximum capacity what about for everyone else? Is that the same? It might not be. I know that there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of women, like single moms who have multiple jobs. They have to have multiple jobs because they can't, th- th- maybe their jobs together only pay the minimum wage. And so right. they have to, you know, work three or four and they have to work all the time. And then they have to pay for um, babysitting, you know, yeah. because they have kids at home or daycare or whatever. And, and that kind of puts them in a cycle where how do you get out of that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in, in a way for people like that, I would say that they're not lazy by any means. They're working mm-hmm. their butt off. Yeah. They're just not making the return on what their time is, you right. know, that, that other people, um, you know, maybe are, if they are working one job that's making a ton of money, yeah. for example. And yeah. so 
with that, I think the universal basic income can help give them a little bit of a leg up where it's right. like, okay, this will, I don't have to, I don't, maybe I, I don't have to, to work at this job now, mm-hmm. or maybe I can choose to be a little bit pickier of like where my time is spent and what the hours are because this is covered. I'm not as desperate to have these three different jobs. Okay. So we, we, we definitely don't have the numbers on this, but I'm curious how many people fit into that category? And how many people fit into our category of working hard? How many of those are in the category of they actually really, really need that to help them get that boost up for family life, you know, helping to raise their kids? And then how many of them maybe are in a different category? Do you think there's a majority that we're not taking into account when we're describing what people would do with this money? Yeah, well, definitely people would just take it and just sit. I think that you think that's what most people would do? I don't know. I, I think that right now we're in this weird time where people are really reconsidering, not because of UBI, but because of the pandemic, mm. what their time is spent on and why mm-hmm. and how much money are they able to live off of and where do they actually want to live if right. they don't want to live in the city because it's, you know, it's shut down for the most part still and it doesn't, it, it's way too expensive to live in. Well, hmm. consider moving other places. Do you and, think more people would be uh, moving, you know, like, like moving away from cities if we had UBI? Mm, maybe. That's an interesting that thought, is a right? That is a good question. I have no idea. I know that there's been a ma- migration. I just think that the pandemic in a weird way has kind of become almost a catalyst for, okay, maybe we should experiment with UBI. Let's mm. see what this looks like because people are obviously, they weren't happy with their jobs. Yeah. We can't do the whole unemployment thing, extra you know, extra unemployment from the federal government forever. Right. Um, what are the states going to do over time also? Because... I mean, that's, that's something to consider as well. Yeah. Um, just in terms of their, you don't want anyone to go bankrupt. So you think it's a state level thing, not a federal thing? No, I think that it will be a federal thing. I uh, think. You think I, we'll start with cities? Like, do you think we'll see maybe. Like New York City and San Francisco? And then depending on the outcomes, we'll start seeing maybe states embrace it and then yeah. federal. Yeah. Or do you think it will just go federal and then boom? Yeah, I have uh, my own, my own anecdotal concern is that, you know, people really take this and feel like, you know, they, they really count on and rely on the government Mm. to do everything and anything for them. That's dangerous. Yeah. I think that that is something where, yeah, like the example that you, you first brought up earlier in the conversation with Venezuela. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really want to talk about like how like you know communism or socialism plays out in a lot of countries, you can just look around and see a lot of them right now or from the past and how that works. And, and I'm not saying I'm pro or anti anything, but giving free gas has created way more problems than solutions. Yeah. But, and, and so with UBI, it has to be really thought through. This is why there's a lot of research being done on this in the Nordic um, countries as well and over in Europe. Yeah. And then I think that for sure, we'll probably have a couple of cities here in the next couple of years where people who maybe were super anti it will be a little bit more pro it because of the pandemic. People in too. Yeah. Like, Oh, look, I can get paid to do nothing if I move to New York city. Sign me up. Oh, man, that's so crazy. That's an interesting thought. Well, to me, I am starting to think that it may be inevitable because as human beings, if someone says, I'm going to give you a resource, you're going to take it. You know, like I think that's the natural way that the average will go. And so if if everyone were to hear the same way, like I don't know if Venezuelans actually voted, but if they said I think I think the president said. I, if you vote me and I will give you free gas, well, everyone's going to vote for him. You yeah. know, they're not really thinking about the consequences of how that's going to work. And if we have someone saying, hey, if you vote for me, I'll guarantee you, you know, 
this much money every single month. I think Yang almost pulled it off with that one. It was just like a little bit too radical. But now I think if we see it successfully um, implemented in New York City, then he runs for president and then people are like, whoa, look at what's going on in New York. I want that. Then we do have a situation where I think people will say, do I want to vote for this guy and get $1,000 a month or even just like $500 a month? for doing nothing or do I want to vote for this guy where I'm not getting $500 a month? Yeah. It seems inevitable that it will go towards, Hey, hook it up, dude. Why not? You <laughs> yeah. got my vote. Yeah. You're like, you're almost paying for votes. And in that sense, it does seem like it's more likely to happen than not. Now, what would the other side argue? Well, where's that money coming from? What are the consequences? Unfortunately, I think that as humans, we won't be thinking about that as much as yeah. maybe we should. And therefore, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more larger scale experiments in the United States. I think it will. Now, this is where it gets interesting, too, is because in those Nordic regions, they also have uh, they're also some of the happiest people on Earth. Yeah. And I think that is a lot to do with they have their basic needs taken care of. Yeah. If we get it here. Will the degree of happiness go up? I think that depends on how you're using your money. Yeah. And therefore, I think it could be really beneficial for there to be some either some stipulations or some way that it's designed to ensure that the money goes back in the United States, to ensure that the money is spent on basic needs or is wisely spent. But then that's not UBI. So it's, it's interesting. It is really. What's the best thing for humans when they got freedom and full control and they get paid? I know. Well, it's weird because obviously, yeah, people will vote with their wallets over anything if mm-hmm. they have the opportunity to. Dude, for Makes sure. sense. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's 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 true. It's unfortunately uh, a, a a fact that I think in any country, every human, if you say I'll pay you to vote for this, it's it's hard for people to argue. You know what? where's this money going? You know, like, what am yeah. I, like, I think it gets, it gets complicated. Every, everyone's got a price at some point, yeah. you know, and depending on the degree of the action itself, uh, which a vote is like something that a lot of people just unfortunately don't even participate in doing at all. And now you're going to pay me to vote for someone when I didn't even care in the first place. Yeah. And you're going to pay me long term, man. I think a lot of people go for that. I do too. But what's interesting about this as well is that you have both corporations and individuals saying, yeah, that sounds good to me because corporations mm. don't want to increase their wages. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we're kind of being squeezed from, both you know, ends. and then the individual's like, well, I don't really want to work either. So yeah, let's do this. But mm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think that you're, you may be right. It might be inevitable. And I think that this last year with stimulus checks and whatnot was kind of the first taste that people got. And, you know, I mean, in a way, they're good and bad. To, there's a good and bad to everything. We don't know. I, I've, all, I've shared my concerns on this podcast many times about how much money is being printed in the United States. I'm very concerned about that. But, yeah. And so the UBI kind of almost justifies the continuation of that in some ways. But um, Justifies the continuation. Of printing more money, mm. um, the U.S. dollar, the fiat. And so... 
But, you know, at the same time, I have always questioned, you know, especially after we lived in Nicaragua and, and whatnot, where our cost of living was so much lower. I was like, wow, this is great for any entrepreneur. If you yeah. lived in a place where you don't have to worry about healthcare, your cost of living is super low. Yeah. It gives you time. Like you said, you, it almost buys you time being in a place where you don't have to worry about those basic needs. Yeah. But at this, so I've always said, well, what is America going to do to in, ensure that, you know, people will feel comfortable being entrepreneurial. Yeah, like, and staying in the United States too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part right now is that, like people are not incentivized to stay in the United States. It's more difficult. Mm. Um, and, and for us as United States citizens, so that's for foreigners who come mm -hmm. in who are like really smart and want to, you know, be entrepreneurial in our yeah. own country. But then there's also the the American citizens who, you know, it's, it's actually, there's incentive to work for a company more so than there are to, create your own business mm. and that's a problem. And so how would you be able to do that? Well, UBI is one of those things that you could do. Like you said, well, you know, if my rent and my food is all, all covered and it helps a little bit with the healthcare and I don't have to work for someone, well, that gives me a few months to really launch this company and this mm. idea and, and do the damn thing. Yeah. Otherwise you'd have to have a side hustle or this or that. And I'm just <laughs> thinking how rare is that though? I mean, for us in the average of a room of two people, then we're like, yeah, that's our, that's our full total <laughs> yeah but when you take it outside of here how many people are like yeah i want ubi so i can act entrepreneurial and contribute to the economy they they you know what what other incentives are is the united states of america doing to ensure that there are more entrepreneurs coming out of the united states not too many not that many so what else is there and we've been in india where they actually explained the incentive like the initiatives that they put out to actually encourage more entrepreneurship in certain parts of the country. Yeah. And it works sometimes and sometimes, sometimes it's, it doesn't, it's a little yeah. fuzzy. So, so is UBI well, inevitable? I don't know. We'll see. It's we shall see. Weird future. Final we're heading bet. Into. Do you think we'll see it? I, I think don't. we'll see it a lot more. In the I United think we'll States. see in the next five years, at least three cities doing it. Yeah. And we won't see it. And so we also agree. We won't see it just like, boom, UBI. No, that'd be wild. Yeah. That would be interesting. So yeah. there you go. Those are our thoughts. I appreciate you all listening. Quinn appreciates it too. Of course. We look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.